Hello and welcome again to another edition of Myrtle Beach Focus this weekend on your favorite Cumulus radio station or maybe you're listening to us on the podcast. Either way, we thank you so much for doing so. I'm Night Train and as always joined by the city of Myrtle Beach's Mark Crew. Mark, what is going on in your world, sir? Oh, a little bit of everything. We're in the middle of fall. Thanksgiving is what, like five weeks away. <laughs> it's crazy. It's hard, crazy. hard to conceive. You know, there are events. Uh, my, my son was in town last Friday and Saturday, so we, we went to events and had a great time, ate well. Uh, just a, There's a lot going on. Fall is a wonderful time to be in Myrtle Beach Night Train. How about you? Well, I, I had to make a uh, quick trip to Kentucky, so I missed a lot. But one thing I definitely missed was how much, uh, even though there was a cold snap here, Mark, it was considerably warmer, I can assure you, than where I was at in Kentucky. I can promise you. God. Yeah, we're fortunate to be where we are many, 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 many times. Yes, I understand. So, like I said, there was you said you had your son in town this past weekend, so there was uh, um, uh, tons of events last weekend. Which one did I uh, did did uh, which one did you make it to? Or I, I think I made it to all of them pretty much. Um, I had done the Greek festival earlier in the week, so I had stocked up on desserts and managed to share some of those, but uh, ate at the Greek Festival a couple of times, um, went to the Wooden Boat Show down in Georgetown, had a nice time there, did the British Car Show over at the Market Common, and then went to the Jazz Festival a couple of times, too, both Friday and Saturday night to the Jazz Festival. Big crowds. I did not get back Sunday. Mm -hmm. Should have could have tried maybe to go back Sunday, and I did not. But um, great turnout at the Jazz Festival. They moved the stage from the middle of the street uh -huh. back to the, the wood line, which was a much, much better arrangement. But probably, I don't know, 4,000, 5,000 no people kidding. On, on hand for the Jazz Festival. Big turnout, lots of food there as well. So just a great weekend to be in Myrtle Beach and or on the Grand Strand because the Wooden Boat Show is down in Georgetown. Just a great weekend to be Kicking around town, doing fun stuff. So I'm trying to go back in my memory. The Jazz Festival, first of all, it's not that old of an event. Uh, it started out with a, a few hundred people, didn't it? Or am I wrong in saying it that? Did. It did. It's always been a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and it, it started over on Carver Street right there at Charlie's Place, which still held at Charlie's Place. This was the sixth year. I think we missed one because of COVID, frankly. But, um, yeah, it, it has grown mightily um and and we actually cleared some extra property over there at charlie's place to give us a little more room and it was needed <laughs> yeah. it was definitely needed but um, i love the new stage placements you could uh, come into it and not feel like you walked it, you know, into the backstage side of life it was it was a much better arrangement so and i i was quite sure you did attend this event so i mean just in general how was the uh, how was the wooden boat show um it was good there were fewer boat builders this year for some reason usually mm -hmm. that big tent you know has a dozen teams of two people building boats and you know sometimes <laughs> there's a you know a, a female team or two or three but i think there were only three teams building boats this time oh, otherwise it was it was as usual good turnout you know, great events all the way around there in downtown georgetown on the harbor as well in georgetown did, did the, uh, uh, the and, and I, go ahead go ahead I, I see people that I only see like once. It's a little bit like face the town. You see them only at the boat show. But I saw some of our our Myrtle Beach folks who'd wandered down there too as well. So did the did the boats uh, stay afloat that were built, or was it a rough year? I did not stick around for that. We <laughs> came back and did did jazz festival stuff. So um, 
they they were making progress. They, again, fewer boat builders, and they were a little slower, I think, because it was like mid-afternoon by the time we got there, and they were still putting the bottoms on the boat. Still working at it, huh? Putting some flex seal on there. That'll do it. That'll, that'll solve it right there. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Taste of the Town event, I missed that. That is the uh, the uh, social event for the, the calendar year. I would, I, I've always thought it that way anyway. It, it is, and I had a great time at the Taste of the Town. I was able to go early. Normally, we've got a meeting when they schedule uh-huh. it on a Tuesday, uh-huh. and I didn't have a meeting. So I got my, my tail over to Taste of the Town about 6 o'clock on Tuesday, um, ate until I was stuffed, <laughs> and all the food was good. I stuck with a seafood theme, so I had a seafood taco. Okay. I had a shrimp, a shrimp roll a couple of times because it was so good. Um, and then I had fish bites a couple of times and some great lobster bisque a couple of times, too. So I was stuffed at the end of the day. So uh, were these were these turnout. new places that you tried or old faithfuls, uh, Mark? Were, uh, what, some of them were new. Some of them were old. I will say that the popular places had really long lines. I, I you know, I standed it. I standed. <laughs> I stood. I stood in a medium line once, but otherwise I was hitting the folks that, you know, people had not discovered yet, and I was finding great food. But there were long, long, long lines for some of the really popular places. It is, it's, it is funny. It's, it's, it's kind of like the flea market. When those doors open, it's on. It is on. It was. And, and saw folks that, again, I only see once a year yep. at Taste yep. of the Town. So that was, yep. that was a nice experience. Uh, great, great turnout. Uh, let's talk. Let's touch on a, a, a popular event here locally, uh, Nights at Nance. Let's touch on that, Mark. Yeah, Nights at Nance, the last one for the season is coming up this Thursday. So if you've had the opportunity and haven't made it downtown, do come downtown. I think they've even got a Halloween contest this this Thursday. I won't be dressing up. I'm scary enough as I am. <laughs> but uh, I think there's a Halloween contest with a prize attached to it. Gosh, I don't have that handy, but I think there's a Halloween contest. So 6 o'clock Thursday down at Nance Plaza. It's free. Come hear live music. Um, you know, have a chance to eat. There'll be a couple of food trucks that'll be there. It's just a good opportunity to get downtown and have some fun with everybody else down at Nance Plaza. Is that for the foreseeable future going to stay a, a spring-fall yeah, thing? I, I expect we'll do a spring-fall thing for four weeks probably. Um, Julio and the Saltines are the band this time around. Um, so you'll have a chance to hear Julio play. Let me let me ask you this question, Mark, and it's really not about nights and nights, but we'll use that as the focal point. Um, when, when when the downtown master plan is done, could events like that still happen during tourist season? Oh, yes, 100%. And when they do the, we haven't figured out what the exact word to call it is, the, the plaza, The it started out as a square, but the latest designs, if you look at the view book for the Arts and Innovation District, it's a, it's a an oval so that it's meant to mimic one of the Carolina Bays, which uh-huh. is a really cool idea. Um, yeah, and it's designed for that sort of thing. So, yes, we will still see that during tourist season, I think. Maybe, uh, I think more of that, too. So, uh, because, I mean, that that's... That's what the intended purpose is for doing all this downtown, right? But I mean, tourists here, tourists not here. This is our center. That's the goal, right? It it is. And let me expound a little bit on uh-huh. one of the items on this list. Uh, I don't know where it is on the list, but the, the night seeing thing. Okay, that's that was that was next. That was next. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Um, somebody said, and I can't take credit for this, but somebody said that you know the visitors will go where the locals want to go. So we have a unique opportunity to create 
a place where the locals want to go. We're such a tourist town. We've always been a tourist town. You know, we had a downtown, but it was very small at one point. It was we've never been a typical town, Night Train, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and we're a very young town. So, you know, Georgetown dates back to 1720, Conway to 1801. You know, we're easily 120 years after that, 1938. Um, so, while we have history, it's not as old as the history of other places, and, and we're trying to create this this nexus, this place mm-hmm. where people want to go. And, mm-hmm. and again, we've, we've got a great opportunity to do that basically from scratch. So we're trying to create a place that's, that's walkable, that, that people will want to enjoy, and then the visitors will discover that as well. When you look at the big um, metropolises, metropo- metropolises? Yes, metropolises. that's a good word. That's a good word. I'm yeah. talking today. You know, whether it's New York or... Um, Las Vegas or, or Raleigh, for example, uh, they've got an active downtown experience, but it was created by locals, and then all the visitors discovered it. And, and that's where we're headed, I think, with that. Did that answer your question? I forgot what the question Well, I mean, well, I, I guess my, my point is, is just that. I mean, it's like so certain events, I mean, you're wanting to make that uh, a, a work, live, fun, all three combined place. Yeah, we, we want to make it a destination, much as when Broadway at the Beach was created, what, 27, 28 years ago, it's a destination. Maybe the locals don't frequent it as much as tourists do, but it is definitely a destination. The Market Common is a destination. Ocean Boulevard is a destination. So we want this to be a destination. Yeah, I mean, because it seems to me like um, setting setting Broadway at the Beach aside, that is, that's I mean, if, if a local goes there, that's great. But that, that place is not going to stay in business because of locals. I mean, we can no. we can agree on that. Uh, I, I think the market common is more in line with what we're talking about here, right? Where it's like you're definitely going to get tourists, but you get a ton of locals there too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the components that will go into this arts and innovation district will may end up being greater than what you've seen at the market common. We won't have the giant parkland, yeah. but we'll have some neat, unique spaces but we'll also have the more, uh, you know, the library will be there. The children's museum should be there. The art museum is forecast to be there. Um, we would like to do some, you know, some mixed use, much like they have at the Market Common, but on a higher scale maybe, so taller buildings with residential components. Um, uh, restaurants. Uh, oh, really? I, didn't, I, did not, I didn't realize that was part of it, Mark. I did not realize that part. Okay. Which, which part? Which I mean, part maybe a, a, a quasi-skyline, if you will, from some of these buildings. I mean, I yeah. wasn't. Oh, yes, I think, yes, definitely. A quad- We're not talking about two-story buildings. We're talking about six, seven, eight-story buildings. Okay, okay. Did not realize that, Mark. Did not realize yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, before we go on to the next topic, one more thing then on that. So I'm, I'm assuming the Market Common has been a, a good um, a good teaching tool for what to do and what not to do when you're doing the new downtown area, right? Um, I think so. I think we're conscious of that in, in the back of our minds. You know, that was kind of a, 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 I say a greenfield. We took a, took a brownfield and made a greenfield. We, we really had a blank slate uh-huh. with the Market thanks to the Air Force Base Redevelopment Authority. Um, we, we're working with a bigger structure, a more existing structure in the downtown area. We want to save the historic buildings to that extent and give them new uses, new new life. Um, the Market Common, in many ways, has exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. I think the retail mix wasn't necessarily what the original developer had in mind. I think they had a much more high-end 
view for it. You know, the Brooks Brothers was there for a while. Yep. The Brooks Brothers, you know, in a place that I'm the last person who wears a tie, Brooks <laughs> Brothers may not be the, the most successful choice, but they have found a mix uh, largely focused on restaurants, for example, that does work for that area. So, yes, we, we are conscious of that, but no, I don't know that we're trying to recreate that. I think we're trying to create a, a version tailored to this space specifically. It just seems to me, though, that uh, when, when the market comment was done, um, did you I – I think you, you, you definitely wanted tourists there. That's for sure. Uh, did, did, was the plan, though, I mean, did you think it was going to be that uh, centered on locals as much as it is? I mean, was that the thought at the time? Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that was the thought as well, that we would create a place that locals would would live and work because I, you know, I live at the market common. We, uh-huh. we basically created 5,000 new living spaces, the new homes at, at the Market Common. And that was part of the plan from the, you know, the early 90s when, when we had that opportunity. So, yes, we, we envisioned the locals that when I walk around the Market Common, though, for some of the events, I don't know that I recognize it. It's a <laughs> lot of visitors. There are a lot of visitors who discovered that. I mean, it's very walkable, for the exception of you, who still drives to every event at Market Common. I know. I, I drive, <laughs> drive three blocks over so that I can walk around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the. Uh, we talked about this before. It's been a minute, though. Uh, the splash pad at Futrell Park. Well, wait, let's do the night seeing. We didn't do. The oh, night oh I'm sorry. Go, okay, let's continue on the night seeing. Okay, go for it. Go yeah, for the, it. The night seeing. Uh, we had a consultant in town. The Myrtle Beach Downtown Alliance had a consultant in town this week to do some kind of foreshadowing of what sort of lighting we might expect at night. You know, that you think about yeah, the yeah, space yeah, yeah, in the daytime. Mm-hmm. What's it going to look like at night? And that's a, you know, a different component when you're trying to attract people downtown. So we as staff had a chance to provide some input, and then they did a night-seeing walk around the Arts and Innovation District. The consultants have, you know, are from all over the world, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and we, we looked at what was good, what was bad, you know, the, the light levels that would be appealing, how you could light things up. You know, there were you know, one example was there was a, a, a law office, a storefront. It was just completely dark at night. It didn't add anything to the experience. They needed to leave a couple of lights on in their office. Um, the consultant thought the lights at the parking lot, the new parking lot uh-huh. there in the Arts and Innovation, she thought those were a little too bright. Um, so it's a mix of things. So the you know the train depot is there. It's nice when we get this park in place. It'll be it'll be light. But the, looking at the overall lighting of the space for attracting people, giving a you know a comfortable feeling. Of, hey, I can walk around here safely. As you feel when you're walking around the Market Common at night, you sure. feel that way at the Market Common. That that's what they were shooting for. So it was a good um, a good exercise to see. I, we're, we're a little bit of ways from that, but it was a good exercise. Well, I mean, as, as much as anything, too, like, okay, that's way too dark or that's not lit at all. I mean, we need, I mean, it, I, I'm just looking at it security re, security way. Very much so, and that was definitely part of it. But, you know, lighting up City Hall, we've got this, you know, nice historic building here. Um, you know, light the cupola, light the, the facade of City Hall. You know, what kind of uh, street lights do you have? Um, she wasn't a big fan of uplights on public property. She's okay with that on, on private property. Um, but to have from the storefronts that ultimately exist, mm-hmm. you know, a little pool of light so that you could move from one pool of light to the next pool of light on the sidewalk, it, it would draw you in. She was a big fan of, oh, uh, 
for lack of a better word, Christmas lights of um, you know, string lights. You're a big fan of that. Okay. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I, who would have thought that? I mean, <laughs> I would have never thought about that. <laughs> Who would have thought that there was a a job in that? (laughs) Is that pay good? I mean, you need some light right there. Yeah, okay. But no, I mean, it's this is going to sound really negative on my part. I know it is. I mean, is that is that overthinking a little bit? Um, No, uh, I I appreciate the question. No, it's not. you, you don't want to have to go back and retrofit. You'd like to be able to do things right the first time. So thinking about how the space will appear at night is certainly something that we need to do. You know, making sure that the businesses that go in there or the existing businesses think about, all right, well, what can I do to contribute to the progress that we're making downtown? And if it, if it means leave a couple of extra lights on in the windows, that that's something that we can easily easily accomplish. Interesting, interesting topic, though. Fascinating. Uh, okay, now on to the the splash pad at Futrell Park. I mean, is I, I recall us talking about this is something that that shoots up the water, right? That's what that is, right? Yeah, this is a, a fun play space for kids. We've got some illustrations on our Facebook page today. So go to Myrtle Beach City Government if you want to see it. Futrell Park is a really neat sort of inner city park that we have. There's a lake there. Um, it, it's surrounded by neighborhoods. This was a you know a request that came to us to try to get some more activity in the park. He went to the community appearance board this week and they gave it the you know the the thumbs up. So look for that to be built um, over the winter and the goal would be to open it, you know, once the weather gets warmer, maybe next May once we get, you know, some outdoor activities because it really is much like the one that Broadway at the Beach had, for mm-hmm. example. I guess they took out the one over at Broadway. I don't recall it being there anymore, no, now that you say that. Uh, maybe they moved that, but but something like that um, with some both some downward-spraying features and some upward-spraying features. So you're saying that could be ready for spring? Is that what you said? Yeah, that no, that's the plan for that to be ready for, for the warm weather next spring. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. What is the, the CPTED event? CPTED. Yeah, it's crime prevention through environmental design. Septed. That's what I would have said. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, septed yeah. is the way you say that. Okay. Um, and there is a there is a meeting, and I I put that on the list, and I knew that I needed to have something to talk about it, and I'm I'm looking for the information <laughs> to go along with it. But there's a there's a meeting coming up this I think Wednesday, um, for everybody to attend uh, to talk about this to get some feel for the environmental. Again, we're talking about the environmental spaces outside the buildings. Uh-huh. What can you do with that? So we're talking about that um, here for the the city of Myrtle Beach. I'm, I'm looking for the information as we're talking about that, but I know where to look. Go ahead. Move on to the next subject. Though. We can. Uh, let's talk about this. Is, I love this one because, I mean, this is such a quiet, sleepy little uh, neighborhood that keeps to itself and doesn't really talk a lot. Uh, Seagate Village, they're having an anniversary, right, Mark? They are, and that's this Saturday. So if you're listening to the podcast, it is this Saturday. And it's their 20th anniversary. Granted, Seagate Village has been there a lot longer yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than 20 years. But in, in, the, in the current incarnation as part of the redevelopment of the Air Force Base, this is the, the 20th anniversary. They, they got that um, started, I guess, renewed uh, as part of the redevelopment of the uh, Air Force Base. And um, it's a great little community. It's a wonderful wood, wooded area that's, you know, again, within driving distance of all the fun stuff that's 
here in Myrtle Beach. Now, these were the old what uh, officer and 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 married active duty houses for the air base. Is that they right? They were. Uh, yeah, Woodland Village, back when the Air Force Base was built in the late 50s and, and was used while the Air Force Base was um, uh, there. And then when it when the base closed, it was part of the Redevelopment Authority. They ended up selling that, um, and then it was redeveloped, and you know the houses were done, you know, renovated and that sort of thing. So it's very cool. So, it is. It is. You can uh, see the history there. Uh, yeah. Public. Septed. Let me go back to the <clears throat> Septed thing. So, oh, you found it. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are, there are four septed again crime prevention through environmental design strategies: you know, territorial reinforcement, natural access control, natural surveillance, and maintenance. And they'll talk about this. So it's open to the public. It's uh, what is Wednesday? Let me look at the calendar. The 26th and 27th, uh, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, coming up at the Law Enforcement Center Annex out at the Market Common. You do need to make a reservation because seating is limited. But if you would like to learn more about that, if you've got a business that's you know um, in a heavily foot traveled area, for example, it's a great opportunity uh, to learn about what you can do to um, improve the environmental design of the area. This is more for for business, or is it residential? Um, it could be architects, landscapers, you know, the parks people, uh, uh-huh. uh, revitalization efforts, business owners, homeowners, uh, neighborhoods. It, it really is for everybody. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some of the events coming up this weekend. Uh, what, what, what do we got on tap for this weekend here, Mark? <laughs> um, let's see. We've got the Public Safety Day. The Myrtle Beach Police Department's Public Safety Day is this Saturday, October 22nd, from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. over at Coastal Grand Mall. I think the weather is going to cooperate, so we've got the city now, this, this has been postponed fire. once or twice? Yeah, it was postponed once, and they had tried to do it <clears throat> pre-COVID, and then COVID crashed their party. So this is the first time we've actually done it. We had we had a concept for it before, but the first time we've actually done it. So we'll have uh, the our recreation people there, our fire department people there, uh, the public works folks will be there. We've got the aircraft rescue and firefighting division from the county. We've got the Conway Fire Department, Georgetown City Fire Department, Horry County Police and Fire Departments, North Middle Beach Police and Fire Departments, and the U.S. Coast Guard will be there, plus a lot of businesses will be there, too. So it's, again, a new event. We've tried to do it before. We just haven't succeeded yet. It's free. Uh, it, 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 it's, if you're a big kid at heart, like mm-hmm. I am, go see all these expensive pieces of equipment, but also a chance to meet the the men and women, the public servants who provide all of these services to your community. So it's outdoors in the parking area at Coastal Grand Mall this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. What is this aircraft you speak of? What are you talking about there, Mark? What is that? Um, what's it say on the list? You said something about aircraft at that event. What what, what aircraft is it? Do we have aircraft? No, it's the fire and rescue people. No, it's the fire. It's the county's fire and rescue people from the airport. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I was like, yeah, it's, I didn't it's, know it's we had a fleet of air uh, things here. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's, the, it's the airport rescue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, this, I don't recall this one. A kite festival? We're having a kite festival? Yeah, there is a kite festival, and they've done this for a number of years. This is the fifth annual Clicks Kite Festival. It's going to be on the north end of the beach at about 82nd Avenue North, and there'll be a bunch of kites flying. So if you're looking for a cool thing, I have some really funky kites 
I'm not sure where they are at this point, but one of them looks like a pterodactyl. Um, I've got a giant box kite. I've got, I really have some funky kites, but it's a good chance just to get out. It's Saturday and Sunday up at 82nd Avenue North on the beach and either go fly a kite, tell somebody to go fly a kite. I would like to do that every once in a while, um, or watch kites. So do you do, do you fly kites? Are you a, a kite flyer person? Or I, mean- I have. I have been a kite flyer person. I am not at the moment, but yes, I have been a kite flyer. You know, I think some people have certain, you know, just fortes that they're just really solid at. That's not one for me, Mark. I mean, I I suck at doing the kite thing. I'm terrible. Yeah, I've got one that actually looks like a a, a seagull that, that looks like a seagull when it's flying too. So yeah. All right, hard to believe. Lord, we were just talking about you know Thanksgiving, what like five weeks away, but uh, Halloween is just around the corner, and and. You know, I mean, you need to be safe when you're getting the, the rugrats out there. I mean, use a lot of common sense, basically, though, right? Yeah, 100%. And we do put out some Halloween safety tips. One thing that I want to mention, my train, is we don't move Halloween. Halloween is October 31st. We don't move it to another day. We don't set trick-or-treating hours. We you know, provide some guidelines for you. But we've we've never gotten involved in, oh, let's all do it on Saturday because that's more convenient because you, then you end up celebrating Halloween like for five nights, which is not, <laughs> not a good thing. Um, so we don't move Halloween or set specific hours, but here are some safety tips for your trick-or-treaters to follow. Have a responsible adult accompany children. It doesn't mean you have to hold their hands, but you know, watch, watch them, stay with them, go with them along the trip. Only visit the homes with the porch lights on. Yes. You know, Cross streets at intersections and crosswalks. Don't be darting out between parked cars. Um, and, and speaking from personal experience, when I was a kid, I always got a hit doing that, so I, I am very conscious of that. Make sure there's some reflective material on the costumes. Use makeup instead of masks so that everybody can see. Yeah, make the costume short enough so that it's not a trip hazard. Use a flashlight. Give the kids a flashlight, too, so they can see and be seen. They'll have a blast waving a flashlight around. You know, take a look at the candy before anybody eats it. That's true for the grown-ups, too. And then my favorite one is always be aware of your surroundings. Get your nose out of your cell phone. Yeah, look God, up, yes. look around, make sure that you know what's going on. You know, it amazes me, though. With You know, they talk about safety for kids and, and you know, use paint, not mask and such. I mean, it, back when, when I was a child, I mean, apparently my parents had a death wish for me. I mean, that's just that's the difference. <laughs> This difference in, in generations, you know how that. I mean, something it, too it long. I, no, I mean, I could drag the ground with a cape. They didn't care, you know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I grew up pretty much as a free range kid. You know, they. I think they knew where I was. That's right. Time, that's how but, I was. That's how I was. It was but, like, gone trick or treat. And be back when I get back. You know. Yeah, I was long gone, wandering off with you know with buddies. We. we <laughs> We didn't have a whole lot of adult supervision. Not really. <laughs> no. Jesus, <laughs> Lord. Different times. Different times, that's for sure. Uh, World War II Memorial, Mark. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this. Um, we wanted to do a World War II Memorial at Warbird Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Render, Councilman Render, suggested that. And obviously, we were part of World War II. That's when the Myrtle Beach Air Force Base first got its start back in the Army Air Corps days, mm-hmm. um, rather than us come up with a design, we, we put out an RFP and had some architects submit designs. We picked a, a design and uh, actually are you know heading into construction probably in the next 30, 45 days on that. It's a really cool design. We'll publicize it probably next week on our Facebook page, but it's a 
a World War II memorial. There's kind of a bas-relief World War map, World War World map set into the thing. There's a pergola that's attached to it. It really is a good-looking design that will go at Warbird Park. Um, so pay attention to our Facebook page for the next little while, and you'll see some images of that. And speaking of Warbird Park, uh, more parking is more parking there. More parking. We are as part of this. Uh, construction phase. We've also got some more parking spaces coming, although it's not quite as many as I was thinking it was going to be. So I need to ask that question. But yes, that is coming too. And that will start construction here in the next 30 or 45 days as well. Uh, Okay. So God, it's hard to believe I'm going to be talking about this. Winter Wonderland. Is this the thing? Is this the event that we had this past year back? Is it it, it is the same named event. Okay. There are changes, and we'll, we'll roll those out with the Friday packs today and again on social media starting Monday morning. There will not be an ice skating rink this year, <laughs> night train. You know, it's 72 degrees in Myrtle Beach, uh, half a block from the ocean. We just couldn't keep the ice cold enough. Um, so no ice skating rink. The light show is coming back, and I'm, I'm really pleased about this. The light show is coming back, but it's moving to the boardwalk. So the lights will be strung all along the boardwalk, and it will be free. Okay. So you can wander the boardwalk and enjoy the lights. And then there will be a kid's zone. Um, Santa's going to be out there. We've got a really cool product, and I've not played with it myself, but people who have have been amazed with it. You'll be able to do snow angels in stuff that really looks and feels like snow. Oh, no kidding. Okay, okay. Um, so the, I think the only cost for it is for, the, like, the, the, the giant inflatables. There's, like, a you know $1 one time or a $5 wristband. Otherwise, there's no cost attached to it, and it's going to be downtown on the boardwalk. Um, with some stuff in Tyler Park. The well. ice rink was just a logistical nightmare, though, wasn't it? It just it, it was. It just <laughs> great idea, not next to the ocean, not in downtown Myrtle Beach. Because uh, I remember it had growing pains anyway, because you could only had so many people on it, and the lines were insane there at first, yeah. if I recall. Yeah, lines. Um, uh, if you could have gotten it away from the warm sea air, maybe you could have done better. But heck, we had record. Yeah, we <laughs> record did. Warm yeah, day. we did. I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. Uh, so no ice skating rink, but come for the light show, please. All right, from Mark Crew, I am Night Train. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Myrtle Beach. This uh, easy for me to say. Myrtle Beach Focus this weekend <laughs> on your favorite Cumulus radio station or on the podcast. But thanks for taking us along.